Hey, Nick. Hello, Warwick. Hello, listeners. How are oh, we today? Hello, listeners. Well, we don't know because they can't answer, Nicole. Well, they can't answer me. It is a one-way conversation, but perhaps they'll send me a message. I do get messages from time to time with jokes. Do you? I do. None of you listeners message me. Um, Maybe you need to be telling bad jokes so they feel like they've got to come <laughs> for you. All of my jokes are bad. What are you talking about? I don't think this is out of support. I think it's out of sympathy. <laughs> what do you All got right. for us today, Coxie? Why is a snake difficult to fool? Nope. Because you can't pull its leg. Welcome to the Tradies and Business Podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Boom, boom. <laughs> I told you today they were really bad. At least we're consistent. We always do a joke, even if it's not funny. We do do a joke. And, you know, I remember that we started these because we're trying to get the attention of someone, weren't we? Mm. There was a rival, not rival in our in our field. There was another podcast I was listening to at the time that was very funny and they spoke a lot about cricket. And I thought we might be able to be able to have a bit of a joke off, but theirs is, their podcast has gone very big time and astronomical, and us mere mortals back here on Tradies and Business Planet uh, have been forgotten about, and I never got to have the joke off. But our content has changed more lives than their ridiculous jokes, I would say, Nicole. One hundred percent. That was very serious. Now, speaking of changing lives, uh, we're talking to someone today who has the potential to change your life, listeners. Oh, this is a big claim. <laughs> I'm setting her up for a fall here. Well, I hope not. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> Emily Mason from Next Minute. Welcome to the Traders in Business podcast. Thank you very much. I hope you're welcome. <laughs> now, this is this is take two of, of our episode with you, Emily, because we tried to do this the other day. And my very exciting, very wonderful internet that I signed up to a little while ago um, decided not to play games with us. Mm -mm. And I don't have a backup system. And you work for a software solution. So I hope you guys yeah. have got backup systems like I don't. It's one of these things, whenever you go live, you know, it's the same when we do product demos. That's when the product stops working. It's <laughs> yeah. work all week perfectly for no one else. And then as soon as I try and show 100 people at one time, not nah, sorry, I'm going to have a break now. <laughs> <laughs> Need a bit of processing time. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's your uh how do you hustle in that situation, Emily? Uh you gotta be able to think on your feet pretty quickly. <laughs> um, thank God. I actually happened this morning I was doing a webinar and the job planning screen was just taking forever to load. <laughs> and thank God I had a couple of other tabs open. I was like, oh just while we're waiting, I'll show you. Show you something else that we've got going on. Have a look at our website. Yeah, <laughs> here's some screenshots that you yeah, can yeah, actually exactly. interact with. <laughs> Dear yeah, idea. Exactly right. So, Emily, um, our listeners would be very familiar with some of the job management systems that are out there in the marketplace. I'm sure you're sick of hearing this. Yeah. Uh, but there are some that seem to have pretty big marketing budgets and they are everywhere, it seems. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably the old story of biggest doesn't always mean best. Just because we see a lot of something doesn't mean it's actually um, the best solution. Just look yep. at McDonald's. It's on just about every corner. <laughs> Not necessarily the best food you could eat. 
so <laughs> talk to us or talk to our listeners a bit about next minute, um, perhaps how it started and, you know, why is it different if it is to the other offerings that are out there? Cool. So we actually have a really cool um, story about how we were founded. Um, So our founder is a software developer. He had nothing to do with trade or construction. Um, He's a tech developer. (laughs) But he was having his house renovated and he really wanted to get progress claims from his contractor. So he didn't want to get stuck with a big lump sum at the end of the build. He was like, can you send me, you know, $5,000 invoices every week or whatever it might be. Contractor was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. That's fine. And then never sent them. Or if he did send them, they were wrong or inaccurate. Like there was bits missing. And so after a few weeks, the, our founder was kind of like, what's the problem? Like, what is this roadblock that you're having in being able to send all this information? And it's like a pretty typical story, right? It, it required someone to be, oh, sorry, that's my Slack. I'll mute that. Um, but it required someone to be in an office sitting at a desk being able to produce the invoices mm-hmm. and having like a whole day to collect timesheets and material costs and bring them all together to be able to get an accurate invoice put together. And that never happens, right? Because your office day, you get a phone call and you've got to go back to the job site or something's come up or, you know, you just decide you can't be bothered. It's <laughs> probably the least of your worries because no trader gets into business to sit behind a computer. So He eventually kind of was like, right, I think I can build a system that would help you collate all this information to make this really easy and to make it available to you in the next minute. I love it. (laughs) So that is where the name comes from. That's kind of the background story of how the product was built. And then it was just kind of organic growth, word of mouth that took um, took took the product off and Whilst it was great for us and whilst we've seen a lot of benefit from word of mouth, we are really big on understanding that that's not the best way to take advice to run a business. Um, And so that's one of the educational pieces that we're really focusing on at the moment is um, just because, you know, someone's got the biggest marketing budget and you see their brand around all the time doesn't mean it's the right product for you Mm -hmm. and make sure that you are doing the right education and the right research to find the product that suits you best. Um, and so for next minute, we really know where our target audience sits and we know that we work best for residential builders because that is where our product was built for. So going back to the story, we were built for a residential builder who was there, you know, helping extend someone's backyard or back deck or, you know, whatever it might be. And so that's where we play and that's where we work best. Emily, can you tell me about the software? Like how does it work? What are the features and the benefits for a builder? Yeah, cool. So um, the product itself is a desktop and a mobile-based version, um, works on both Android and iOS devices, phones, tablets, any kind of device that you might be working on. Um, And it helps you manage, we call it the four Ps internally, people, pricing, planning, profits. So if you think about what you need to do on a day-to-day basis, you want to plan out your job, you need to know what tasks need to be happening, you need to know where your people are going to be and what jobs they're going to be working on. And then you want to start planning um, or being able to record the pricing that goes with that. So mm-hmm. how much is it going to cost your business internally and versus how much you can charge back to your customer? And then at the end, how much profit are you going to make per job? Mm-hmm. So we have a whole bunch of features that relate into those four sections. Um, so as I said, we've got um, the planning side. So your Gantt charts, scheduling out your all of your tasks. Um, you can send notifications to your team to let them know where they need to be at what time. Um, we record all of the timesheets for the labor to, uh, labor side of things. Mm-hmm. And then we record the material costs that uh, get accrued or used up on the job. 
They can come from supplier invoices. So if you go and make a purchase of, a, of materials from your trade supplier, we can pull those invoices in from the accounting software, or you can just manually enter in the cost. Um, and then we do all the quoting and the invoicing side of things as well. And that's where the profit starts to calculate from. Fascinating. So I find that um, this is one of those areas that traders are really resistant to taking on board. And I'm, I'm, I think there's a whole bunch of reasons why they become resistant to this. First and foremost, they don't know what they don't know. So they don't really know what to look for in terms of what kind of software is going to work for them. Um, and then secondly, there's a lot of fear or, of, I guess, a sticking point when it comes to implementing using the software in the first place. So, Emily, can you explain to me how you help builders or tradies understand whether this software is right for them? Yep. Um, so that's a, we have some really good points there. So we know that, like, I think it's something around 38% of small businesses don't use any kind of electronic tool to manage cash flow. Um, that's small business in general in Australia, mm -hmm. but the biggest majority of that subsector is made up by trading construction. So it's something like for somewhere between 60 and 70% of businesses don't even send their invoices electronically to their clients Wowza. by using a software. So they might send them electronically using like a Word document or a spreadsheet to calculate, but they're not using a software that helps manage mm -hmm. and that leads to cash flow stress. So it leads mm -hmm. to these businesses spending more than six months of the year stressing about cash flow. Mm. And so that's kind of one of the biggest things that we want to try and help with our clients. Um, and we know there's a big chunk of our target audience who needs that help. So for us, um, in terms of how we help it's with um, setting up an implementation and things like that, it's all included. We don't charge any additional fees. Um, our sales team will do as much as we can to help support in the setup process. And then we have a customer success team who will work with you for three months to make sure you're fully trained on the product. Mm -hmm. um, and that three month period, it's like once a month, we'll reach out to you and offer training and things like that. Um, but if you need more, it's available to you. But generally it only takes about an hour to get next minute set up and, and pretty much ready to go. Um, and the, the app itself is really straightforward. Like if you want to enter a timesheet, it says timesheets. So you click that button and you enter your timesheet, you enter the amount of hours that you worked and it will prompt you to select the job that you're working on. So it really doesn't take a lot of time to learn the product. Um, yeah. Well, there's another part to the question, but now I've. Uh, I guess I was talking about, we actually covered both, how you figure out whether it's right. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> part was how do you you help them because there's that big roadblock about oh, I don't have time I'm too busy mm. I don't know what to do so you're covering yeah. that um already by saying that you guys help with the implementation and the startup of that I guess it's just helping them select what's right for them yeah so we're really honest with that process because we know that if we sell our product to someone who isn't going to see value or benefit from it you're just going to cancel and it's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth you're going to look at us like we're kids for selling you the product in the first place mm -hmm. and we're going to look at you like well that was a waste of our time okay. so we don't want that to happen um so we are really really honest when it comes to our sales process so if we think that this product isn't going to be suitable for you we will tell you mm -hmm. um and we will actually tell you that where we think you should go down which which pathway um, but we do that through qualifying questions. Mm -hmm. um, I have a checklist that I can share with you guys as well if you want to um, put it up anywhere mm -hmm. or share it with your um, database. But we go through a list of questions around, you know, do you have features? If, if you've used a product before, do you have features that are must-haves yep. that mm -hmm. you have to have in your business that you can't live without? 
Um, the easier way to go about it though is for software, for tradies who have never used a software before, what are the problems that you have in your business that you're trying to address? And then we can work out if we have features that meet those problems or provide a solution. And generally it's going to be, we don't understand our profits or we don't understand how much money we're making on a job. And that's where we can definitely help. Um, from there, it then goes into more specifics. So we'll ask questions around, do you have a budget that you want to spend per month? Um, how many staff you know, would be using this product and need training? Um, do you think they're going to be resistant to that training? Do you think staff will pick up an app and start using it if they've just been you know, handwriting their timesheet somewhere for a really long time? Um, so understanding all of those factors kind of play into how we will help make a decision for you or guide you through that process. Do you ever find that, that people don't really know why they even need your software? Um, not generally. I think we find that by the time they've come to us, they've already come to the conclusion that they need the software, right. whether that's because someone like a business coach or an accountant or a bookkeeper has told them they need it yeah. and then they put some thought into it. Or if their wife has been like, this isn't working anymore, <laughs> I'm sick of like dealing with paperwork. Um, so generally by the time they actually get to us to have a conversation, they are willing and open-minded to it. Um, occasionally though, we do have some people kind of go, I don't get it. Like why? <laughs> what are, what are some of the other objections that you guys hear from potential users? Um, we generally will just hear that, you know, the team don't want to use it. That's probably the biggest objection that we will hear is I know that my staff won't pick up a, a mobile app and start using it. Or it's just another step they have to add to their day or another process they have to add to their day. Mm. Um, and we do get, like, we do understand that objection. We do understand it can be a big mindset shift for a lot of people. Mm. But at the end of the day, we're really big on forcing the business owners to take control of their business and don't let your staff dictate that for you. Yeah. Um, if, they're getting, you know, if, if they require a timesheet to get paid, they need to enter that timesheet via the app instead of, you know, handwriting it. And mm -hmm. it will help coach them through that process for that first three months to try and get them on board and get everyone trained as well as we can. And eventually everyone does come around, girl. That was so much easier. Yeah. But it's a, yeah, that's probably the biggest objection we do here. Mm. If you're wondering what the hell just happened to your audio, we're just dropping in here super quick to let you know that, Obviously, we do a ton of free content. You're listening to the podcast. We're all about helping trade business owners. We have free stuff on our website as well. And just in case you don't know, we are the founders of Traders in Business and the Tradepreneur Program. And we have a bunch of ways that we can actually help you in your trade business, whether that is the fact that you're drowning in paperwork, whether you want to 10X your business or something like that. Maybe you just want to take a holiday with the family or stop being so stressed. Maybe get some sleep at night. Mm. I don't know. Any of those things. If you are wanting some sort of change in your trade business, then we've got a range of things that we can offer you. Uh, best place to find out about those is the website. Mm -hmm. www.tradiesandbusiness.com.au. and like the ball girl or something. That's I know. Terrible. I feel like, you know, I'm anyway. Well, more importantly, I think that it's time that you have the opportunity to hear some of our clients tell you how they have found their opportunity to work with tradies and business. Before we joined the Tradepreneur community, we knew we had lots of things we should be doing, but we didn't really know what they were. We were completely overwhelmed with running our business. Since we started with Nick and Was, we've been able to implement some strategies that have helped us achieve uh, more than 15% turnover. We've seen a net increase of 
up to 20-25% per month in net profit. Traders and business have assisted us with having directions and goals. And that we can actually achieve anything we set our minds to. We just needed a coach in our corner to tell us that it's all possible. It is so much easier once it's done. Sorry, Warwick. Yeah, yeah, no, all good. Some of us used to pay our bills by putting a check in the post too. But, uh, we have some clients who want to pay us by check. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. There's two who have said, do you take check? And we're like, no. Check. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I think often, uh, sorry, Coxie, you're doing a really good job of, of my no, usual we... talking over the top of you today. At least I'm not doing it to our guests much. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, I, I like that point that you made, Emily, about business owners taking control of their own business and not being dictated to by staff or by customers. Because mm. uh, that's a big area that Coxie and I see where um, our clients um, and trade business owners in general seem to do lots of bending over backwards for customers and it uh, often bites them on the bum. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, are there, are there other changes in behavior that um, putting a system like this in place can force? with business owners? As a result of um, yeah, yeah. this in yeah, absolutely. So that's a really good example is um, not letting your customers dictate how you run your business. Um, like a really, really good example that we've been done a lot of educational work around is using variations um, mm. building sites. So, you know, the customer comes to you and says originally they wanted X, Y, Z done and then they change their mind and there's no communication around them. Well, this is going to cost more. It's going to take more time. All the materials have gone up in price or the color changes are going to take, you know, that tile is going to take longer to come in though. It doesn't get communicated or if it does, it gets said verbally mm. and then everyone forgets or it's misconstrued. And then over the six week period, the customer starts to go, hang on, why is this taking so long? Mm. Um, so having that all recorded in a software is going to help one, you know, at the end with disputes from the customer, um, but to keep track of all those costs and all those conversations. So there is never any confusion. Um, and that then triggers for the builders to understand that they, sh they can't let that happen in the future because they start to see their profits dipping and they start to see the margins coming down. Mm -hmm. And then they start to understand how much of an impact it really does have on the job. Um, another really big one that we've noticed is business owners not recording their own time as part of the job. <laughs> so they don't put their time in because you know, they don't think they have to or it's their business. Um, but that then means that the customer is not being charged properly for yeah. how much the job or you think you've, you've, you've spent a lot less time on the job than what you have. And mm -hmm. therefore, again, your profits aren't accurately being reflected. Um and a lot of the time people still make a profit because their margins are right. So they they are going to make a profit, but they're not making as much of a profit as they really should be. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a big one that we've noticed is that the business owners are starting to use the timesheets just as much as they push their staff to use them. That's fantastic. Emily, uh, what we often get to see because of the position we sit in, the way we work with people is the benefit of using some of this. So some of those light bulbs that you've just spoken about, but there's an ongoing lifestyle benefit um, that I don't think necessarily business owners equate back to using some sort of software to support them in their business. And instead, perhaps they don't have time even to think about how that has been created for them. What kind of benefits have you seen for your clients or you hear about from the sales team as they're working through the implementation? Yeah, I think um, we did a customer survey recently. So we've done a few 
Um, one, we did to learn about our ICP, so who our ideal client profile is, you know, we thought and what we thought in our mind when we personified who uses Next Minute, we wanted to make sure that matched with who was actually using it. Um, and we found out that most of our clients are more educated than we probably expected. So a lot of them actually went to university. Um, they were around the 40 age mark with more than two children, so married with more than two children, um, and loved being outdoors and wanting to spend our time time outdoors. And so we kind of knew that was what it was going to be, but it was nice to get that um, actually put down. And then the second part to that survey was how has next minute since implementing it in your business, how has that, you know, played to to bring benefits into your life? Um, and we found out 40% made more profit in their business or they understood their profits better since um, implementing the product. And I think it was 30% had more time back in their life wow. to spend with family or friends and go surfing or fishing or you know do whatever that outdoor sport is that they wanted to be doing. Mm. This is just one of many systems that can be implemented in a business with the software then to support it can create that kind of outcome that's incredible. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing, like just on the software side of things is a lot of them try and use their accounting software to do job management. Yeah. And like it can do it. It's not going to give you the right results or the results that you want to do. And then you're going to spend all this time mucking around trying to change things and you're going to overcomplicate the process to get the results that you want. And the time that you've spent doing that, there is software's purpose built that already do it. Yeah. that, so you could have saved all that time and I guarantee your accountant or bookkeeper will love you if you're not in zero <laughs> mucking things around. up. Yeah. <laughs> it makes that transition and that uh, process of working together a lot smoother yep. and that's going to give you a lot less stress as mm. well because they're not going to be chasing you up or constantly on the phone asking questions like what have you been doing or you calling them asking why is that here and why is that there and why can't I see my profits correctly. Mm. We'll go through breath there, Nicole. This is like it's like a quick draw duel. Uh, I wanted to talk to something that I've spoken to previously on the podcast. I'm sure, probably more than once, is the oh my gosh, I got so many subscriptions. You know, this is another subscription. Why do I need all these subscriptions? We've got too many subscriptions, too many tools. And I listen to that from tradies sometimes. And I think, hang on. A tradie just said, I've got too many tools. I don't believe you. <laughs> and it's just that it's in a different realm to what you're used to. If, if you are a tradie listening to this and you're the business owner, you have a gazillion tools. You know, there's not one power tool that does all the jobs. There's not one hand tool that does all the jobs. You need specific tools to complete the overall project. And when you're running a business or you're building a business, pun intended, you can't do it with just one tool. You can't just sign up to zero and think it's going to manage your timesheets and your bookkeeping and your tax reporting and your job management and your quoting and your sales. It just doesn't work. And yeah. It costs you a lot more than 70 bucks a month. If 100%. That is the best example I think I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And like zero can do it, but it will just do a little piece of it. It's not going to do probably the, to the depth that you want it to do. Mm. Um and it's not just trading construction that software exists for. It's mm. every industry in the world has specific purpose-built products for them. So anyone who's running a small business is going to have multiple subscriptions. Mm. Uh, 
you're not, you know, you're not special. You're not different just because you've got them all. So does yeah. the guy next door who runs his business. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's a lot cheaper than staff. Sorry, Emily, to, to jump yeah. in there. Yeah, no, that's right. You know, next minute is doing things that in days gone by that I unfortunately or fortunately can still remember because I'm old enough. Uh, there were, as, as you were saying, there would be someone sitting in an office doing all of these tasks. And, you know, in today's dollars, we're talking a fifty, sixty thousand dollars person, maybe $70,000 administrator that would be taking care of a lot of those tasks. Whereas we can solve a lot of these problems now or, or you know, take care of a lot of these things for the sake of, you know, a few hundred bucks a month subscription or whatever it might cost for that particular um, software as a service. So I think, uh, you know, we, we have an amazing opportunity as trade business owners, especially to run our businesses very lean, which is music to a lot of tradies ears because they're epic tight asses. And, <laughs> you know, just think about it. You, you spend three or four grand on a piece of software that's saving you 50 K like that's the yeah. deal of the century. Yeah. We always say, how much do you spend on beer and pizza for the team? <laughs> Because I can guarantee next minute's cheaper. <laughs> Great. Guarantee you will spend less on your subscription. So Emily, are there any uh, exciting changes or updates to come to next minute in the next twelve months? Um, yeah, look, we are, we're always building out new features and um, you know growing and scaling the, the product to suit. Um, so at the moment, we don't have a client portal, so there is nowhere for your clients to log in and kind of see a progress update of what's been happening. There is reports and different downloads that you can get to send to them, but they don't have their own login. So that is over the next 12 months, one of the major features that we would love to build that will take us to a more competitive level with some of the other um, mm -hmm. softwares that fit in the same space as us. Um, and then outside of that, generally, we'll try and release four major product releases per year um, and get even we're coming to the end of the calendar year, we haven't quite determined what next year's roadmap looks like. We just know the client portal is kind of number one. So that would be the main focus for now. That'd be it's awesome. very exciting. Yeah, yeah. To be able to communicate that information. In fact, that's one of the, the real roadblocks we see um, around dispute management at the end of a job is often the lack of communication throughout the process. Um, we talk often about a particular blog post that ranks incredibly well. It's Tuesday. Where's my builder? And quite simply, builders aren't on site every day. Nobody knows that they're not meant to be on site every day. And of course, we don't, as the builder, we don't tell the consumer that. And so that's causing frustration and alarm for them because they don't understand. So having some sort of portal so they can track the progress, get that understanding, the communication can go both ways, will certainly not only make dispute resolution a lot easier, it keeps the client comfortable throughout the process to minimise some of that frustration as we get towards the end of the process. Yeah. Very exciting indeed. Mm. Huh. Well, I have a question, Emily. If you okay. had a thousand trade business owners in a room, apart from being excited, what's one piece of advice you would like to leave them with? Um, I think for me, it is don't take the advice from the guy you're sitting next to at the pub. Um, so if you're a builder and you have a, a subby who works for you, who's an electrician, and he thinks that Tradify is you know God's gift to this earth, it probably is for him. It doesn't mean it will be the right product for you. Uh, make sure you do qualify software before taking that advice. Um, do your research, do a Google search. Um, you know, and just we've, as I said, we've got a checklist of questions that you can use to go and ask, not just us, but any software provider. They should be able to answer all of those questions really honestly. And if they can't, move on to the next one. 
Love it. Great advice. I mean, you know, you can get your tax and, and investment advice from your mate at the pub, but not your software. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> that's, that's totally fine. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll grab uh, that checklist from Emily and drop it in the show notes. Uh, so Emily, obviously where to find out more about next minute, next minute.com. Um, and if you want to remember it, like neck minute, we're totally cool with it. <laughs> Just spell it differently. Yeah. <laughs> it should be in our Google SEOs. So if you search neck minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to see cool. you guys do a spoof. Um, you know, have someone actually, you could get that guy to do your promo videos. Yeah. Yeah. He does cameos. We've all been to it. <laughs> oh, and, um, our CEO actually knows him. He's a professional <laughs> skateboarder, and our CEO's sons are semi like they're young but semi professional skateboarders. So they've kind of been around the traps at the same time. So, yeah, right. very cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, Emily, thanks for coming on the podcast again. This time it worked, the internet stayed. Uh, we're okay. Uh, all the best for your future. You've got some exciting stuff coming up, and yeah, um, yeah. We look forward to seeing uh, big things from next minute, next minute. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It was awesome. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business, and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.